You guys want click? <laughs> <laughs> Not in I was like waiting on them to respond. I was like, maybe they did. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. This is a 5-4 podcast. So unless it's guys. absolutely necessary. Otherwise, no. No click, please. All right, click it is. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you start? Yeah, I started like... God damn it, ago. dude. Quit <laughs> doing that. All right, this is the Spark and Plug Talks. This is Season 2, Episode 8. This is Dylan, and that's Aaron. And that's we're me. with Bailey Boy. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Thanks for having us. Hell yeah. If you guys don't mind just going around and uh, introducing yourselves and what you play or what other people say you play, I guess. What you think you play. Well, I'm Bailey, and I, I sing, so I don't play anything. I do sometimes. You play but, the but vocal pipes. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm CJ, and I, I play the guitar and do a little bit of vocal pipes. Fantastic. I'm Tim. Hell yeah, Tim. Uh, I play some bass and also do some uh, aforementioned vocal pipes. Nice. Tickle them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Tyler, and I play drums, and I do even less v- vocal pipes, but still a little bit of vocal pipes. What you're saying is I think we all sing. Yes, we all sing. Mm. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bailey Boy just got done playing uh, three songs for us, and it was it was a uh, tough decision coming to the three. Yeah, they. Uh, I'm not saying they didn't discuss it, not discuss it beforehand, <laughs> but they definitely had some hardcore uh, <laughs> ramifications about what they should be playing. Do you say that's right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would say we're routinely flying by the seat. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well. I like uh, it that way. I usually like to, before we kind of dig into the songs themselves, talk about where they came from, I like to ask everybody where they're coming from musically, you know, where, uh, where the, what they started listening to, what you guys all started listening to, what you guys kind of uh, first heard that you were like, you know, music pretty cool. There's no wrong answers. Yeah. No wrong answers. <laughs> yeah. uh, except for if it's Phil Collins. Then that's wrong. Uh, yeah. Okay, I, I, not, we are not a Phil Collins Sorry, house. Guys. Fought people. I'll head out. My bad. <laughs> Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Oh, everybody brings up the fucking Tarzan soundtrack. <laughs> was, that's everybody's awesome. argument. I just watched it and it makes the movie. It goes hard. It's not as good as really Brian, Brian, uh, Brian Adams. Yeah, he always counters with Spirit and Ryan Adams. <laughs> Brian Adams. Oh, so you're that's a horse what I said, girl. Brian. <laughs> Oh, that you said Ryan. I can't. I don't know anymore. No, I'm not a horse girl. I'm a, I'm a horse man. Yeah, get it right. I'm a horse boy. Uh, anyways, Tyler, the floor's all yours. No, that went off the rails really fast. Um, I I was uh, I saw a show when I was 17. Is the first time I grew up in like Broken Bow, Oklahoma, like in the middle of nowhere, and no music venues of any kind anywhere close. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I went to Dallas to see Hawthorne Heights and Plain White Tees, which was uh, right before that, like a year after Delilah came out, but like a year before they got Best New Song for Delilah. Um, and Reliant K. And wow. some band, yeah, I was really excited about Reliant K more than anything. And uh, two bands that I didn't know at the time, but I ended up like were Emery and uh, The Sleeping. And the sleeping came out first, and no one knew who they were except they were on Victory Records, like a bunch of people were back then. Um, and the drummer just caveman smashing, playing the coolest shit, um, and like the crowd immediately. We were joking about 
oh yeah, we're going to mosh at this show. It's going to be great. We're going to do a mosh pit and crowd surf and stuff. And then we get there and all of those things actually happened. And it was like, Amazing. I didn't know this was real. I didn't know this existed. This is the coolest thing. Where, where was this down in Dallas? Mm, it's a place that's not there anymore. It's actually out in Grand Prairie. And uh, I can't remember what it was called. I could probably figure it out. No, no worries. I was just curious. Uh, but you were, so how old were you? 17. Okay, so you're 17, throwing yep. some bows because yeah. you don't know mosh pit etiquette, and you're just taking your clothesline yeah. of people too. Yeah, and I, I was like 40 pounds lighter and blonde, <laughs> very long hair and blonde. <laughs> and now I have no blonde hair. Okay. Yeah, this is the wrong medium to, to be describing your appearance, but yeah, yeah. He, has no, he has no hair on his head. <laughs> There's a beard on his face. Yeah, and it's not blonde. <laughs> yeah, And that uh, all had to do with Reliant K? That was how I, they, got, they were the first band that I liked that wasn't something my parents liked. Oh, okay. They, they liked Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith and a lot of classic rock. And uh, my dad was very, like, religious about it. He's like, classic rock, great. And everything else is garbage and they're wrong. Yeah. Um, so and the it, first time that I listened to, like, a pop, you know, something where people yelled and were not classic rock at all. And he never did get it. He did get, like... Me playing music, though. He was like, I knew from X point like that that was definitely what you were going to do. And you knew from seeing that that you were like, I want to start drumming? I was already playing drums, but it was in school. I'd been playing for oh, a while, okay. but I didn't realize that you could do that. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, it seems that most people... I didn't do band in school, so I'm like the... Or me and Aaron, we didn't do band. Like, uh, uh, Speak for so, yourself. I was in percussion in fifth grade. Hey. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Uh, well, I didn't do any of it. I was, I was, I had the option in fifth grade, and I was like, I quit after three weeks. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> well, we didn't, and for whatever reason, I didn't do it, and I don't know if I regret it, but I feel like it might have helped me a little bit sure. in my musical journey yeah. but well so that's what i do i teach uh i teach sixth graders now but i teach all the way up like at blanchard i do oh nice i do all the middle school and all the high school we're doing drumline right now which uh funny that you say like that uh you don't know that you would have really got like there's a lot of time that i feel like we could be spending doing anything other than marching band like marching band is great and it's fun and they're really good at it um but man, if we like didn't have to go to football games and do that, and I could just work on music with them, like like the freedom that I have with the middle school, you could be ripping cigs. We and could playing be, zap, dude. I think I could give up. I think I, that we could be working on things that would kind of address the issues that you talked about, like you what could the, do the entire album of Ohio is for lovers. <laughs> that, on yeah, percussion. I guess that's oh, what wow. I have to go off of. That's not what I would do. I did uh, my my taste did expand after that. I went. Uh, I accidentally went to school for music for six years because I didn't know how to make a decision, and I just kept doing what I was doing. But now I have music degrees. Um, yeah, man, so. join the club. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about you, Tim? Where are you coming from? Uh, Strictly rage. Parts unknown. Well, I guess what like really initially cemented like my love for like the genre of music that I typically listen to these days is. Uh, it, like like this was like 2007. I'm like this eight year old kid, and I'm sitting there on my brother's like hand me down 360 playing Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, and this son uh, the song called Son of Pearl, uh, by this really niche band called An Endless Sporadic comes on, and it's just like the most shreddy, just metal that I've ever heard, and I'm like this is insane. I need to find more of this. Incredible. And so I just started like 
diving down that rabbit hole. But I think what like what really made me decide like, oh my God, I want to be a bass player is when I was sitting in my sister's car and the song Cities on Flame with Rock and Roll came on. Nice. And that that bass line is just so nasty. It's it's just it's got all the steez. Um all the steegs. But yeah, I was just like, oh my God, this, this is so, so awesome. And so I was like, I made like a little deal with my dad. I was like, Hey, I'll do all the, the, the mowing and weed eating for a whole summer. If you buy me a base. And he was just like, Oh, bet. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like he got the better end of that deal. He did. (laughs) But yeah, I started, I started very quickly, uh, you know, learning like different bass covers and stuff and just like delving into all types of different genres. But it, it all started with Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. Man, once again, <laughs> but as as 90% of all great things on this earth do, uh, once again, the uh, it's funny because just yesterday we're talking to Logan from the big news. How'd you start playing bass? He's like, oh, and I just picked it up, mm-hmm. saw whoever it was, started playing bass. I don't know, Aaron. I don't know if we found a dude that, uh, a guitarist that was like, well, I started playing guitar, then I just moved to bass. Yeah, uh, it was just me for those five months. Yeah, that's it. That, I was playing you, lead you bass. You don't find, you don't find, you don't, I don't know. They're out there, I'm sure. Yet to find a good one. I feel like that a doesn't lot of play bassists lead that bass. I know that, uh, that ended up on bass because they knew how to play guitar and uh, their band just needed a bass player because it is really hard to find bass players, man. <laughs> uh-huh. I was on a slow migration to that until I started playing with Tim. And then I was like, this guy has six strings still? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that. He does that way better. What about you, CJ? Uh, I think like one of the first big bands I'd kind of gotten into or one of the first bands that really inspired me in my playing was probably Led Zeppelin. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Little you bit. would. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 but, this is toxic. This is toxic. <laughs> no, it started with Led Zeppelin. I dug like all the riffs, like the uniform riffs and the kind of stuff that they were doing, then moved on to like Alice in Chains and some heavier and heavier stuff. yeah until now it's just pig squeals and breakdowns and what more do you need <laughs> or at least if you do it right nothing <laughs> how long have you been playing guitar oh man uh i think we're looking at i think 14 years now i think i think you it's got a little bit of experience under your belt now. yeah well it's awesome man you sound killer all you guys sounded absolutely killer. sounded sounded extremely, extremely tight. Like you guys been Thanks, uh, definitely playing, practicing. So I could tell. Well, we'll move on to Thanks. the Bailey herself, the yeah. Bailey. I was gonna say that they. Um, I feel like you guys do have a somewhat more similar background of exposure and stuff, which makes sense because they were already playing together, which is part oh, of okay. why it's so tight. Is that you guys have a pre-existing project. And I was just like, I like that. Y'all are so good. Can I have it? <laughs> uh, and they, they let me hang out, uh, which is very nice. But no, I got um, exposed to music. I'm also from southeastern Oklahoma. And um, my family all loved music. There's nothing else to do. And uh, grew up on old country and old uh, rock and a lot of, you know, songwriter and vocal heavy things like Fleetwood Mac, The Eagles, 
um, Leonard Skinner, anything that fit into that. And then when I was 13 or 14, learned to play guitar and started writing my own things after singing in church and around the house. And yeah, very cool. The talent show things. But yeah, by the time I was 15 or 16, I was like, this is what I want to do forever because uh, I think I'll go crazy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it right. definitely serves as but. like an... I don't know. I, I stepped to, I didn't step away, but for like a solid period of, I don't know, seven or eight months or something like that, I kind of, I didn't play a ton. Like I just yeah. was busy, just had other life stuff going on. It felt like there was like a freaking ball of creativity-ness <laughs> that was like. It builds up. Like mm-hmm. a gigantic dump. It was just like, get out of me. Well, <laughs> Three. And there I, you are with that analogy again. <laughs> it's a great analogy. Well, no, I didn't use it. I, uh, uh, who who was it? Dylan. See you. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It was not me. It was. I won't be. This won't be done to me. It's, <laughs> this was totally not me. Wow. Are you being gaslit? Yeah. Episode, when that episode right releases, it will. We'll see. We'll see. Who Dylan's really stop being crazy, was. man. <laughs> the the <laughs> finger was pointed and everything, dude. No, but uh, hey man, to, are you gaslighting me? But for like yeah, the so. joining of sounds on it, just to say, I took a break too. Uh, but mine was like I had been doing folk and singer songwriter stuff and doing it acoustically all of um, high school and performing in bars and anytime I could um, and playing with a couple different folk projects. But my personal listening had definitely um, I was in that first pop punk wave. Like in 2005, 2006, when MCR, Paramore, everyone yes. was coming out. Um, even like the Yellow Card, uh, Killers. I, I always loved that. I just was like, well, I have such a twang that I'm getting bullied in Oklahoma. Like everyone else decided my genre. Like I would cover an <laughs> Avril Lavigne song and they're like, that sounds like Miranda Lambert. And so. Fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I took like a, a break in a college for a bit. And then when I came back to it. Everyone was like, I'm not really sure what to call your stuff because I was still doing it alone. And then um, as soon as we started playing as Bailey Boy, it was like, it's alternative or rock. Yeah. Pretty. How long have you guys been playing together? A little over a year now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay. That's Happy awesome. birthday. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, have you guys written anything together? Or is it yeah. kind of stuff that you brought and kind of miss? Mashed together in a way. I've brought concepts in and had like a specific vibe I wanted and been like, what okay. what does the part for this kind of vibe sound like to this so that I could we could build it all together? Yeah, yeah all about Great. vibes, baby. It's like, man, if you get some cool people to hang out with and you can just like bring an idea to the table, it's so much. Because uh, all it takes is one person being like not totally in sync with all the rest of the people for it to be like I'm not having fun anymore. Yeah. It's kind of sucks. Mm, it's a it's a recipe. Yeah. It's and it's kind of amazing once that all comes together and it's like, wow, ha, I wish I'd done this sooner. But you know, <laughs> it's like the process of kind of because relationships are all work, you know, and sure. it's like it's like being married to four dudes. Yeah, yeah. in the best possible way. Don't put it that way in front of my family. <laughs> <laughs> Something it's not, like not one, that part. One, of one, one, yeah. <laughs> when the polygamy is going on here, this has been one of the most collaborative processes that I've been a part of, and it's been really cool. That's what I like about this. Me too. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's healthy mindset makes it so much easier, you know, coming in and having the freedom to. I don't know. I feel like 
I guess there's a X amount where like you get paid enough money. Like if you're working with Axl Rose or something, and he's just you know it's like ah, I put up with Axl because you know I make hundred fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> on this four month tour. Put Vince Neil in that position though. Remember, imagine playing <laughs> with Vince Neil. Oh Jesus! I thought you said Ben Sneal, and ben I was like, I was like, poor Ben. I was like, man, I don't even know Ben. Oh, I don't well, know, I do ben know some Ben's. I know a couple of Ben's actually. There's a dude from ACM that I went to. He was nice. He's a cool yeah. guy. Super into. We're talking at ACM soon, ish, or at one of their group things. Yeah, mm. cool. Really? Yeah, on like October 9th ish. I don't think it's open, so I, I don't know. I'm not gonna say where it is. Sick. <laughs> cool. I don't know if it's open to the public. That's badass. That's awesome. Thanks. Very cool. Do you, uh, well, so do you guys have any, uh, like EPs, albums released or anything like that? We got some singles out, um, yep. Daddy Issues and Trickle Down, both full studio guys recorded. CJ's sick. actually our recorder and producer. He does all of that. Oh, um, sick. Yeah. You got your own studio or anything like that? Yeah. What's it called? Yeah. Oh, it's a home studio site. Home like, studio. like, it's really nice. Oh, you don't, do you want the public to know about it, or is it kind of like a... His work all is right, good. Right, forget <laughs> we asked. Forget we asked. X that part out. We'll if, delete it. If you, if you know CJ, feel free to ask him about it. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay cool. I don't all right. people knowing about it. It's, <laughs> you, he does a you good job. You shouldn't. Job. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Oh, yeah. Dope, man. Thank you. Cool. He's being humble, not reluctant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you... Uh, have you been producing, doing that kind of thing for a long time? Um, been in your wheelhouse for a while? I think it really, I kind of started messing around with it when I was in high school. It was terrible, like every every single time. As it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't know what I was doing, just fooling around with the uh, with Garage Band. And then, and when the pandemic hit, like there was nothing to do. Yeah. Um, my other project had like had our own music that we really wanted to um, record and yeah. work on. And that's kind of how I got into that. And I was like, all right, who's going to do it? Because we're not going to pay somebody. Yeah. So who's going to do we're it? We're broke. Everything was shut down. Like, time to go to YouTube University and yeah. kind of figure out roughly how to do this stuff. Well, hell yeah, man. That's fantastic. It's great that you guys have somewhere you can go. And uh, that's kind of what we did. We were trying to do here with the with Bison Tail was, like, make something that everybody could feel pretty comfortable at, you know? Because sometimes studios are... That's really hard. <laughs> sometimes I feel like doctor's mm. offices. Sometimes I feel very like, where can I sit? You know, mm. is it cool if I do this? Is you know, so I it's it's great to have that clean slate when you're going in for sure. The uh, I think the door greeter is a good choice. I think Roscoe is a wonderful addition <laughs> yeah. to this. He's, he's turned into yeah. it. Yeah, Walmart greeter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we pay him account. nothing, and we don't have to take <laughs> care of him, so it works out pretty good for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The uh, okay, so well, well, let's uh dive into those songs you guys played. Um, the first one was Reclamation. Well, I guess the first, you, yeah, we we'll just say the first one. Yeah, the well, you know, I thought it sounded good, but then again, like I tell everybody, I just hear drums for the most part. <laughs> it's really hard once wants. you start hearing them to stop. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I hear. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that's all I hear twenty four seven. To be honest, the uh, well, and. Was that the one everybody did vocals on? Um, no, we did a little sound check. That was like a little sound check, mm-hmm. okay? Because yeah. that one was pretty killer. Thanks. Just that a little was, snippet of it. We sound checked like a little snippet of "Hate Her." That's that's on streaming. We did like a we did a live little EP with uh, Circle of Dismedia and Catapult yeah. last year, 
and it just helped get some tracks out, and they did great. They were all nice and awesome. But um, we need to do that more professionally <laughs> as For well sure. because that I like that one too. So thank you very much is, I guess, what I mean to say. Awesome. Well, uh, okay, so that was the little snippet of Hater, and then Reclamation was the first one you guys did. Yeah. So tell me about that one. Um, how'd you, how'd you, where'd it, where'd it come from? Where'd that one start, start its uh, life as a song? Yeah, I wrote that on guitar. Um, it's a little like two quarter and I just wrote it around my house. Uh, it's about growing up. Um, I grew up in a, in a Baptist, um, church and I read a lot of revelations because it was a lot like sci-fi and very interesting. (laughs) Uh, but I would have a lot of nightmares about like waking up and everyone would have been raptured but me. Um, and that's something that like a feeling I struggle with is pros and cons. Yeah. Mm. Being, being left behind or being, um, forgotten. And like, I don't know, I think it can, it makes an interesting relationship for like, how much do you feel like you belong here and where, where do you belong? And like, what, what are you waiting for? What are you working for? It's confusing for a kid. Yeah, it's about well, that. I mean, I could tell in your, the emotional performance that I was, you know, I could, there was definitely a message being conveyed, you know, in the statement, uh, what I'm telling me, I'm searching for reclamation. Oh, um, I'm getting ready for the getting reclamation. Getting ready for reclamation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, could, I mean, I could tell, you know, like I said, from what I could hear. So I'm Thanks. sure, I'm sure with bass and, and guitar and everything and the vocals pumped up. It sounds really good, but it sounded great just from the raw me running around in front. Thanks <laughs> in front so much. Yeah, we we were. Uh, it started a little more like uh, soft and a little more somber, and then CJ, like a couple uh, practices ago or shows ago, I guess, had come up with that kind of like na 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 like that little like bouncy chord yeah. thing happening, and. Uh, it really gave a lot of energy and like mm-hmm. it helps it feel hopeful and optimistic, which it's supposed to at the end, like, you know, have this feeling yeah. of like completion somehow. Well, CJ, how do you, uh, on that note, how'd you come up with, were you just messing around with it? I think it was during one of our practices yeah. that Bailey had mentioned, like kind of wanting to kind of switch that vibe a little bit. And then Pine Grove was mentioned for one of the inspirations yeah, yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know Pine Grove very well. Like, I've listened <laughs> Not to well enough. a song or two, and every single time it's these really open chords that are just kind yeah. of being beaten away at. And so, yeah. So you got on TikTok and saw the Pine Grove shuffle and that. Yep. That's the one. Pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, wow. Like, it's not a rip of it. It's just like inspired by big open chords being just pounded away at. Yeah. Wow. That's my that's my shit. I was gonna say Tyler and I both <laughs> do know yeah. and appreciate yeah. some Pine Grove. Yeah. So man, I listen well, to big open court Pine Grove like that too. Shoot. My shit. I I just vaguely remember them popping up on my like Discovery on Spotify like maybe four years ago mm-hmm. when they first and whatever that song was. Old Friends was their big one. Maybe and that I was. What and it I'm is. like, sometimes songs get big for a reason. Yeah, like, that was a great one. Yeah, man, he's well, maybe got a great way with melody. It, uh, his and melodies are super recognizable, even when they're not. Like I'll hear a melody in some other band, and be like, "Oh, that really hits like a Pine Grove melody." <laughs> I feel that. What? Uh, well, you said uh, something about well, you spoke on practice earlier. What's a typical practice look like for you guys? What's the workflow like? Mm. Kind of a little, 
little yeah, bit I'll of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think from the recording process, you know what it looks like. I don't know. You guys might have a better. I just I, I like to ask, you know, because everybody has like some people are a little more strict, and you know, Bailey boys maybe a little looser, but you know, there's nothing wrong with either. It's just interesting to hear the process. It's kind of like, hey, it's Tuesday. Uh, let's go hang out at CJ's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much what happens. We're definitely all busy because, you know, America. Right. <laughs> so uh, we're all busy all the time, but it's fun. Yeah. It's, I look forward to it. It's a good time. Me too. I you talk guys, about uh... myself a lot. <laughs> hey, it happens, man. <laughs> There's a lot of mutual therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's probably for the best, right? It feels like it. It's better than anti-therapy. <laughs> what is the other word? Uh, internalize all of it. Yeah. You know, just be a man. Yeah. Internalize all of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't Throw fix a, something. Chuck a wrench. Yeah, I can't fix something. Be a man. Chuck a wrench. Be a man. <laughs> exactly. Be a man. And we talked about Tarzan before, and now it's Mulan. Yeah. 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 Showing our maturity. Yes. Yeah, the... <laughs> We get all the way back to some Alan Minken, and then we'll really sound mature. Nice. 90s uh, Disney movies. Man, I listened to a podcast uh, called Blank Check with uh, like Blank Check with Griffin and David, mm-hmm. and they oh talk about God. movies that the director, it's usually the director's debut, maybe the second movie or something like that, and they blow up, and they're huge. Mm-hmm. And then they get, they talk about the main subject is the movies after that, because they always have a blank check for it because their first oh, movie yeah. blew up. And one of them was uh, The Little Mermaid. Yeah. And the movies that they made afterwards. And because the same people made Moana. Yep. And it's just kind of a, like, because they made, tre- and those same people made Treasure Planet. It was a huge fucking bomb. Treasure Planet like, it was, was so good, though. It, it's, well, it's awesome, but Kids it was. Kids just a, don't have I taste. Love Treasure Planet. <laughs> it, <laughs> these days. Yeah, well, who's letting kids make decisions on what <laughs> movies to watch? <laughs> the uh but it's like once you read the numbers about how big of a bomb it was, it puts into perspective <laughs> that like wow, it's amazing that Disney wasn't like burn it all, fuck them all, fire everybody. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then they came back and made Moana, which is just kind of wild cuz Moana was super successful. Side note. Yeah, so, it's all right. There you go. What are you <laughs> well, I feel like that that tells me how much longer it takes to make those than I like to think about. Mm. Because that is that feels like two different lifetime. Like that's two different generations of Disney. Well, the same dudes the same made dudes. uh the great mouse detective. Mm, that I was think. a good one. Oh, that was a good I hadn't one. thought about that in a second. Yeah. They made the great mouse detective, Little Mermaid. Um I don't know if I don't think they did Pocahontas. This dude's just turning out dingers, dude. Factory. I do think Alan Minkin did Pocahontas, though. Maybe that could be wrong. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong. But he did a- No, I think you're right. Yeah, well, we won't let this turn into a Disney <laughs> podcast because fuck them, they ain't gonna pay us shit, and we won't pay them shit. Yeah. I was just like, y'all are like saying names, and I'm just like, the colors of the land. (laughs) Yeah, that one. That sounds like Miranda Lambert. (laughs) (laughs) What? uh, So you you guys, uh, you mentioned earlier, you just played a show last night? Yeah. Where was it at? I actually got to play at a brand new venue. It's called Point A, and it's an art gallery on 39th Street. No shit. 
Yeah, and it's super fun. Like, it was really beautiful artwork. I went and checked out after the show, the gallery and stuff. And I think we're probably going to go back to enjoy some of this stuff because um, fully support anywhere yeah. that, like, they had great sound equipment. They had a great stage. They're really putting effort into the oh, space. Wow. It was nice and clean. And, um, you know, so. It seems like a really cool thing that they're trying to do. Exactly. And it's called it seems very new. Point and, A yeah. is what it is. And it's like period A, so I'm not sure. Uh. But point A on Instagram. Does that make sense? Yes. Hmm. Does this have the pink neon sign out front? Yes. Okay. All right, cool. I made that neon sign. Really? I helped make it. Yeah. Bro. Because I, that? yeah, I helped build the can for it. Because I was oh. like, I was like, I, you said period A. I was like, I recognize that from somewhere. Yeah, I put the vinyl down. That's sick. On the front, that pink vinyl, the, the blue, yeah. You make sick. neon signs? Um, I don't make the neon. So I made the, I cut the vinyl for it. So that pink that's on the front. And I think we made that. That's probably it. I know we, Scott made that can itself and then Kathy did the neon. So no, I don't make the neon. Okay. Well, it's cool that you're a part of the neon yeah. signs. I was that's in that process, cool though. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> part of the team. Yeah, I was in that process. That's cool. I didn't know that's what it was going for. Yeah. I thought it was a bar or something like that. It's an art mm. gallery in the front and then that back space, and they have a big old patio area. So, again, it's brand new, but, like, we love to see new things pop up, especially if they're willing to try and, you know, support the local art scene as, yeah. as they become a part of it. You yeah. Know? Are you guys playing at Resident Head anytime soon? We are. We just played there. Um, with some some really fun peeps, uh, the the other boy band of OKC <laughs> Brother Boy was there with us, and they were super nice too. Um, I think Resident me, has come up in like the last four yeah. podcasts. Yeah, well, that's everybody's playing there. there. Yeah. yeah, well, it's you know it's right next door to Old Blood Noise, so yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, yeah. I just step on over. Is uh, Luke uh, Roundtree? That's who we played. Is, with, that's yeah. who you guys played mm-hmm. with. Yeah, okay, he's coming we out next week. Team. Oh, what? Yeah, totally. Oh, nice. It, and it's totally separate and you know That's small wild. world it, yeah. he he emailed me and was like hey how do we get on this and i said you're on it what does the 17th work and he said yeah and that was that bang he's super nice we are playing the resonant head again with sky hemingway hemingway who i really love um on way in like november okay november cool. 17th and then i'm sneaking up for a for a wednesday set sometime in october sick or well, I was just curious. Yeah, I was curious because I've heard really, yeah. The sound and the lights there, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a new venue that's hella cool. Awesome. It really, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you first nice. walk, it's like, whoa, this is a vibe. It was one of the coolest spaces I've played in. Mm-hmm. Nice. Do you guys have a, a favorite venue or anywhere that you guys like to, anybody likes to go see shows at even? We have a place we haunt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's this church. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. It's not a church. Um, it's our church, kind of. No, we we play the deli on White Street in Norman a lot. Mm. I have a Monday night residency there, the Late Show. Um, oh, very cool. For a couple years, and and Tyler has played there for forever, and CJ and Steve have played there for forever, and uh, just on and off little things. And so most frequently, I play the deli, and it's one of the only places where I'm like, "Who's touching the soundboard? <laughs> Back up!" <laughs> That's awesome. I've we. Man, we played. How long ago was that little rinky dink show we played down there? That we well, like four years ago. Yeah, we just threw together. It was probably a. In hindsight, it was fun. It probably wasn't the best idea. <laughs> I mean, we were just in college, and it was almost like a. We 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 both went to, ACM, cool. and uh, it was like a. 
My guitar strap fell on the right in the last song. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have strap locks on that. I had to switch to a Stratocaster and I was like, I should put like those little fender rubber things. And I was like, nah, it won't fall on me. Literally, last fucking note <laughs> we hit, my guitar goes whoosh, swings. And I like oh, caught it perfect. up here and swung it back. That's and I was like, roll, man. No, nah, I mean, like, one person noticed because there's only, like, three people in the crowd and the other two were, like, looking at the wall or something. Yeah. And the one dude was like, oh. And I was like, thank you. There it is, baby. Yeah. yeah. That's rock and roll. That's what we do it for. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> yeah, we put it, it was like a, almost like a college project in a way because I had a professor yeah. that was like, just go, just go do it, man. Just go do it. He's right. Because, well, yeah, and that's what it really boils down to is there, it, there are gatekeepers, but mm-hmm. those only are really going to pop up. If you're determined enough, those are only going to pop up like when you're to the point where you're doing week-long tours and shit like that, you know? Yeah. I think you can, if you're determined enough, with caveats, but if you're determined enough, you can get yourself in a lot of local places, for sure. Absolutely. And there's no replacement for, for that experience. Like, you have to get that at some point you're going to feel like that level of a beginner at some point, no matter how Mm -hmm. long you wait to do it. Like there's just shit that you're going to learn by actually booking gigs. Yeah. Just got to do it. Also just like understanding that the music industry industry of Oklahoma, what a scary um, word, right? (laughs) Uh, But the music scene of Oklahoma is so tied into like the food and bar industry and venue industry and events. And it all is just so, fickle like i mean it really is fluid it changes every year places open and close and the places that are around for decades at a time um it is awesome because like i mean we know what to expect we know what to do it sets a precedent for the scene and it's why i think oklahoma city has been able to cultivate so many um good bands yeah and so many places for them to play is that we have some mainstays that have really survived and been allowed to do things their way in the right way but it's also just nice because, I mean, new bars pop up all the time, mm-hmm. new coffee shops, new venues, new shows. If you want to play and you can't get in with a certain group, I guarantee there's someone else hiring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very nice. That very valid point. Do you, uh, you think, uh, you mentioned cultivation of artists here in OKC and stuff like that. Do you think they have to, people have to go somewhere else to thrive after they've been cultivated or it's all, it could all be done in okc no i mean more like creating a a culture that encourages growth and maintenance right like for one where else could i afford to live (laughs) in the country and do this uh so often probably nebraska montana no montana's (laughs) expensive now south dakota that's pretty show me a venue in south dakota show me a venue in nebraska the chug suckle I do play, I've played a couple places pickle. in Nebraska, but it's not the, it's not, well, it's really kind of a one little spot. I think, I don't think there's as much that there is a uh, Bucks place in Omaha that I played with Jared a few times, but that's, I'd it's not I, the same. I'd say I have nothing against Nebraska, but it's not true. Every time I drive through there, it smells like a slaughterhouse and I get a lot of bugs. Yeah, Omaha is cool. I liked Omaha. Yep. Omaha yeah. was like, people consider Omaha the little Chicago. That's according that, to a Reddit comment. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. That felt like a stretch. I, I didn't. That wasn't what I thought. <laughs> I gotta spend some time in Omaha. Like I said, it's all depending on one Reddit comment that I read. I'm like, oh, <laughs> little Chicago. And if your opinions aren't formed off Reddit comments, then what are you doing? They couldn't. I mean, be on the, real people. They couldn't be on the internet <laughs> if it wasn't accurate. honest opinions that you can't <laughs> exactly. find anywhere else. <laughs> the uh, okay, so what's the second song? 
Oh, trickle down. Trickle down. Mm. Okay. All right. About Reaganomics. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's that's what it's inspired by. (laughs) My mom would love that song. She hates Reaganomics. It's got it's got (laughs) clips of Reagan on the studio recording. If you wanna really listen to it, yeah, we got it out and it we we leave it not up to interpretation. Fantastic. Awesome. Is that so? That's really what the song's about. Yeah. That's legitimately. I I wrote it. I was participating in the. Woody Guthrie Festival several oh, okay. years ago, and I had had a falling out with people over the political climate, and they were very prominently at that festival, and I went, wow, that's fucking ironic. And yeah. so I was like, you know, I want a song that establishes that part of my identity um, because, you know, like you said, you get paid enough, you have enough fun, you get enough, you, you'll work with people you don't agree with. I didn't want that to be an option. Like, I wanted people to agree with me if they were going to waste time talking to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, man. You're alive. Like, it's, totally. It's, it's Reaganomics. That, that is one where I'm like, I'm like, if y'all can't do the math, y'all can't do the math. I'm not here to teach you. <laughs> yeah. Heard that for sure. Got anything to add? Damn straight. Damn straight. <laughs> I, still don't, I, I still can't tell. I'm just like, show me the money, man. I'm sorry. I have to ask. Like, do you support it or are you not support it? Because I'm not. Oh, <laughs> I don't support okay, it. Okay, cool. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> but that's also a part of my brain where I was like, maybe she does like, support it. She was like, nah, fuck you. Regonomics. <laughs> that's good shit. I'm just I'm happy like, to know I'm, I'm staying safe in Oklahoma. <laughs> keeping that neutrality. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I wasn't wanting it to be. There's there. It's hard. It's hard maybe to, to catch some of them. But there are a couple where we're like. You know, it's like uh, you can have we can have the world when they're done with it. There's still a little bit of oil left, like have the world when they're done with it. There's money left to make Mm. like uh, that. That very much feels like there was a a generation that accepted something um, and closed the door behind them and then doesn't want to admit they were wrong. um, And they see all of these problems that are happening around them and they really just love to to punch downwards. And I'm, you know, I mean, I have a I have a college degree. I was a great student um, for most of it. I did the thing, and uh, you know, it's not what it's not what they say it is. Like it doesn't yep. trickle down. We can show you those eight dudes who have half of the world's wealth. Certainly doesn't trickle down. So heard that fucking a man. Yeah, man. Rich people don't spend money, but I certainly do. I promise, if you give me any amount of money, I will spend it right money, back into the economy. Money's nice. I will yeah. stay poor regardless. Hell yeah. This approved by the Shadow Wizard Money Gang. We love casting spells. That's it. That's the only time Tim talked the entire time. How did I know he was going <laughs> to? I knew I'm the terminally online Gen Z kid of the group, so it's kind of just inevitable, you know. So he took that Reddit comment personally. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't said anything in like the last like 22 <laughs> he minutes. He hasn't said anything at all like except a, the one like thing that he introduced himself. Hell yeah, but dude. That was fucking rad. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Fantastic. And number three, what was the third song? Daddy Issues. Yeah. I don't know what that one's about. Yeah. yeah sure, sure, shot sure, in the dark for that one. About my mom. <laughs> no. Whoa. A little, little 180 <laughs> twist there. No, I, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, that one's pretty, it's got a little, it's pretty straightforward. It's got that little spice in it of being like, um, there's some mentions of like hypersexualization, you know, mm. like wanting to have male authority or guidance figures or role models or just masculinity that I could look up to that I didn't have to be afraid of. Mm. Um, 
or th- like and and it's it's a lifelong search for it but i mean i sit here surrounded by dudes feeling pretty safe so you nice. you, you learn how to make those calls and decisions but it, it is annoying to watch girls younger than me you know like, I don't like seeing people criticize. Like, they're like, what did she think when she was dating him? Like, she's an adult and she's as responsible. And I'm like, well, he's three times her age. Is he three times as responsible then? Like. Heard that. I don't know. I'm just like, y'all, I'm product of my raisin. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. No, that, Everybody I'm is. I think everybody is in some way. Yeah. I mean, it's inspiring that you own it. You know what I mean? Because some people... Uh, some people don't, you know. I wasn't gonna, and then everyone liked it. Like we weren't gonna make it like a song. <laughs> wasn't that a huge compromise on like the? I, it was I like know. I wrote it, and I was like, oh, and I sent it to like my friend, and I was like, goofy, and she was like, no, this, this is, is the best song you've ever made, <laughs> and I was like, wow, bitch. <laughs> okay. But she's right. Be fucking for real. Yeah. <laughs> and she was. Yeah, and the embarrassing shit is your. Stuff, so. yeah. There's Hell been yeah. a few people that whose opinion I definitely respect who have said the same thing. Who have been like, "That's uh, that's a hit song. That's a song for sure." Yeah, yeah. It's like Adam and Isaac said. They were like, "We've written tons of hit songs. You know, they just haven't been picked up by the algorithm." So yeah. you're yeah. you're just waiting for that algorithm to come along, and it'll happen. It'll happen one day. Keep at it. You know. Or as Jason like- Tillis put, they have a conspiracy where they already wrote the songs in the future, and they're just chasing after it. Like going through the ethers. Yeah. So the song's yeah. already finished, and now they're just trying to catch them. Yeah, pretty much. Remember how to put the pieces. Yeah. Together. That's I don't know. Real- some like different fucking like he was fucking super line. fucking yeah. high. When he said that. <laughs> yeah. So this caveat. But I was going to say cooking. that's in another plane of consciousness. Yeah. I was, respect uh, and admire. He was uh, on the second plane. Now nah, he got me to the doorstep. And I didn't walk through. I was just mm-hmm. like, ah, not today, man. I'm not <laughs> doing that one. Yet. Maybe some other time. That is a relatable experience, and I was also on, a, yeah, on another. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go into the, the details. Hit that yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh shit! Yeah, there there is a there is a doorway there, and uh, you stick your hand in it, but maybe you don't go all the way and dipping a Fucking toe. A, yeah, yeah, just uh, chip in a chair. No, yeah. I don't know I like if I can. Uh, I like that, that was nice. I'm going home now. Yeah, I'm peeking. A lot of existentialism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. I think writing songs about that aren't on the nose and are about existential things leaves them open to interpretation to the listener. And I really like that being able to do that. It just feels like you can kind of dig into that song a little bit more. And there's definitely ones that are, that are a little more on the nose that you can also dig into, but I don't know. I like the big existential ones cause I'm, it makes me think <laughs> so I sometimes I'm also like, I don't want to think, you know, <laughs> so I'll turn it off or turn something else on, but I, I it's like sad that songs, itch. man. Do any come to mind? Um, well, a lot of stuff Adam and Isaac have written mm. with Stanley hotel is, um, and the flip side of that coin is his stuff with Repairman is kind of the opposite of that. It's nowhere near as um, existential or big questions or sure. you know anything like that. And just a simple Repairman. Just that's it. He's yeah. What what did he say it was? He was Repairman is like putting yourself back together. Yeah. And that's kind of it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, thanks for sharing yeah. that. <laughs> hey, it's all to the public, man. It's all on. It's he. He said it, not me, okay? He signed the NDA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, well, so we've talked about the three 
We've talked about the three songs. And do you guys have plans to release anything else in the future? Anything like that? Yeah. Trying to record an album and put it out oh, sometime. Oh, shit. It's just been, it's been, as it should be, I think, the year of playing live and stretching out into the songs and finding where things need to happen. But we definitely have some solid solid lineups. I think we're yeah. trying to decide if we want to do like some themed EPs or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Five oh, EPs cool. or something or and and see what we end up liking best. Uh, I I know that we also are very eager to jump full feet. <laughs> so how much uh, stock do you put into uh artwork on the cover? Oh. Um I think it just has to fit what you're doing. I think it really has to fit the vibe and the thing. Um, I think that with social media, there's like the artist picture right beside it. So you can get as artistic as you like want to, Mm -hmm. you know, and you don't have to worry about that, like shelf recognition as much. Uh, but that being said, I mean, everything is so visual Yeah. yeah, because of the same thing. Daddy issues is a picture of me from when I was like two or three. Um, I have the t-shirt. Yeah, we put it on a shirt. It's baby boy. So, but oh, uh, yeah. uh, we got some some stickers. I'll have to see you guys again and give you some. But, oh yeah, um, yeah. Put them on the sticker wall. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Sticker door is gonna have to go two size here in a little uh, bit. We'll have to go. Yeah, it's slowly cool. outgrowing itself. Yeah. yeah, trickle down. When we, I took a photo of Reagan and I and I traced it and did some squiggle line art and then put some X's on it. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> little little uh, baby boy action. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet drawing skills. Thanks. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, um, do you have any shows you want to... This will probably come out in like three-ish weeks, somewhere around there. Is there anything you want to talk about or say that you're playing or anything like that? Um, playing over at CJ's house. Definitely that. <laughs> that is probably what's going to happen. Live at CJ's. Um, honestly, just... Uh, you know, follow us on Instagram if you care about any of that because it's the only reason I'm on social media is yeah. posting live shows and letting people know so they can come out. It's all at Bailey Boy? It's baileyboy.mp3. Okay, We want to make sure they knew it was music. <laughs> music. <laughs> Without being all corny and being like Bailey Boy, the band. I did have a kid a kid be like, it, it ages you. And I was like, what? And they're like, the mp3 ages you. And I, it had not occurred to me. <laughs> It's like, oh shit! Okay. You'll have to do dot wave. Yeah, no, I will never <laughs> die on that hill. Uh, there, people are gonna maybe then know. There's probably gonna be some pop punk elements uh, in it, also. And dating, it's not the worst thing, I think. Oh nah. yeah. yeah, well, I will say, like, who are you making music for? Yep. Mm. Like, and who do you want to make music for? Hell yeah! People like us. Exactly. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, you guys, so much for coming out. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, Loved all the songs. I'm excited to sit down, chop up, and edit them. It'll be that's always a ton of fun for me. Um, and everybody, go check out Bailey Boy uh, on all your on all the streaming platforms, everything like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go check them out there. Check them out on Instagram. That's the only reason she's there. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this has been uh, episode uh, eight. eight of eight. season two, Spark and Plug Talk. He's been Ocho. Yeah. This is uh, Dylan signing off. <laughs>